0: Welcome back to Hello, Sonoma on 91.7 KSBY. We have a great show for you today, focusing on Juneteenth, which was last Saturday. We're so excited to get started. Hello, Sonoma. Welcome back. Now, for this episode, I have something kind of special. Actually, I'm not in Sonoma at the moment. I am in Chicago. And so this we can consider this uh, a temporary episode of Hello, Chicago, Sonoma, or Hello, Sonoma, Chicago edition. Coming from California, I'd only heard of Juneteenth maybe a couple of years ago, so I thought this would be a perfect occasion to learn more about it and to hear different people's opinions. So I'm going to share a little bit about the history of Juneteenth and also a couple of interviews that I did right there in front of the DuSable Museum of African American History on the south side of Chicago. I hope you enjoy
1: on Juneteenth, we celebrate, we express our pride, and we tell our stories, and we express our hopes for a better tomorrow.
0: You just heard from Lieutenant Governor Juliana Stratton of Illinois. She was one of the many speakers in front of the DuSable Museum on June 19th, and they all had a similar sentiment, which was that, yes, it was important that Juneteenth uh, be celebrated and be remembered, but it is just one among many steps toward uh, true freedom for African Americans and everyone, everyone else around the country. This event,
2: this space with all of us is a reminder that our liberation and our freedom is driven by community. It is the fact that we look out at each other, we put a hand out, and we say, I'm here to help. Freedom is a neighborly gift. It is one that we must do together. So on this Juneteenth, the historic day where we ended chattel slavery, we were told of the end of chattel slavery, but we know it did not end racism. So I celebrate this day knowing that I live in this struggle, that I live in community, and that our freedom and our liberation will come one day because we'll make it happen. So thank you.
0: I first heard about Juneteenth no more than a few years ago, and now that it's a federal holiday, I wanted to learn more about this historic day. Much like the holiday itself, the history of freedom is similarly complex. The Emancipation Proclamation, given two years from the beginning of the war, was a complicated tool that Lincoln used to help the Union win. It essentially freed slaves in all the territories that were, quote, in rebellion. In other words, the territories over which Lincoln had little to no power. It was up to union soldiers to enforce the proclamation as they advanced into southern territories according to lonnie bunch the historian and founding director of the smithsonian's national museum of african-american history and culture the proclamation was a strategic way to garner public support including across the atlantic for the union's cause while hindering the south's labor force and potentially bringing new soldiers onto the union side many of the enslaved people from the south were escaping since the onset of the war and coming north where they put pressure on the powers that be to allow them to actively participate in the efforts as freedmen. It also set in motion the end of slavery, which was still largely undetermined. The order that General Granger read was complex, though it ordered that all slaves were now free, which meant, quote, an absolute equality of rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves, end quote. It also declared that, quote, the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that between employer and hired laborer, also, that the freedmen who had just survived years of servitude and hard labor are advised to remain quietly at their present homes and would be n- not well supported, would not be well supported in idleness. It wasn't until the Thirteenth Amendment was ratified in December of 1865 that slavery was officially abolished, and even then, true racial equity hasn't fully been achieved more than 150 years later. Much like the proclamation it celebrates, Juneteenth represents a step in the right direction, but not. The fabled promised land.
2: This is an announcement that simultaneously calls for us to use days like Juneteenth to reflect on how far we've come, but also to not forget how far we still have to go, particularly when it comes to ensuring equity and inclusion of every black resident in this city. It is long past time that zip code determines the destiny of our children.
0: That was Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago. And as she just mentioned, this is an important step, but one that marks the beginning of a journey and not the end. Uh, now we're going to hear a little bit of uh, the musical guest at the DuSable Museum, which was the Kenwood Academy Choir, a local high school on the south side of Chicago. And they, they sang a song called I'll Stand. So I thought it was appropriate to listen to a little bit of that. And then we'll be right back with an interview from uh, one of the other guests at the museum.
3: Anybody here gonna stand for the Master, I'll stand. I'll stand. Oh no, I will stand up for the Lord. Cause I made the Lord my choice. So, if nobody else will stand for the Master, I'll stand. I'll stand. Anybody here gonna stand for the Master, I'll stand. I'll Anybody here gonna stand for the Master, I'll stand. I'll stand. Oh no, I will stand up for the Lord. cause I made the Lord my choice. So if nobody else will stand for the Master, I'll stand. I'll stand, stand up for the Master. I will stand up for the Lord, stand in the power of Jesus' might, with my shield and sword. If I stand for Jesus, I'll fall for anything the devil brings. So if nobody else will stand for the Master, I'll stand. I'll stand, stand up for the Master. I will stand up for the Lord. Stand in the power of Jesus, mine. With my shield and sword, I'm stand for Jesus. I'll fall for anything the devil brings, so nobody else will stand for the master. I'll stand, I'll stand. Anybody ain't gonna stand. I'll stand. Anybody ain't gonna stand. I'll stand. Anybody ain't gonna stand. I'll stand, I'll stand. I'll stand, Anybody ain't gonna stand. I'll stand. Anybody ain't gonna stand. I'll stand. Anybody ain't gonna stand. i I'll stand, I'll stand. How am I going to stand? How am I going to stand? How am I going to stand? I will stand up for the Lord. Stand for the Lord.
0: Once again, that was the Kenwood Academy Choir. And what a beautiful rendition of that spiritual... Uh, I, it really gave some, gave some. It really gave a good feeling to the discussion that we were already having uh, around Juneteenth. So after these speeches that we listened to earlier, we hear a little few experts. I went around and asked different people um, about what Juneteenth meant to them but also about what it meant to be just be there at the Dusal Museum. It was not their first time there. It was not the first time celebrating Juneteenth for almost everybody. But um, I just I would ask and see how people were feeling. And the first person that I ran into was a wonderful Miss Daryl Young Gibson, who was a, actually a public school uh, teaching Spanish, a public school teacher teaching Spanish for many years. Uh, but I ran into her. I saw her. She had a, an amazing, vibrant yellow and green outfit, so I went up to talk to her. Here's uh, Miss Daryl Young-Gibson.
1: I'm in the women's chorus, and we have to wear African. And every now and then, an African person with, um, with dresses and stuff, he's in some hotel or something, and they let us all know. And we run over there and get and Because I'm small, I can get some nice outfits. So I just bought and This thing is, what, 10, 15 years old? Wow. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Well, it looks amazing. Thanks well, thank for you. So we're here at the. Oh, we're here, Vallejo,
1: to Vallejo, California. That's Twenty
0: minutes from where I live. Whoa. Wow. Okay. What a coincidence. Yes. So um, we're here at the Disabled Museum on DuSable. the DuSable Museum on okay. the south side of Chicago. Have you been here before?
1: Oh yes, many times.
0: And what's what's so special about this museum?
1: Oh, because it's, it's my museum, It's a museum that uh, that displays Black history, that displays and history that um, most people don't know about, mm-hmm. and uh, and I've learned so much coming here, and I've always uh, brought my 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 children here, my, my all of my nieces, nephews, and whatnot. I bring everybody here. To learn, because you always learn something, and now that it's been remodeled and everything, I want to see what it's like.
0: It's beautiful. So we're here on Juneteenth. This is mm-hmm. the first time it's a federal holiday. Correct. What is what does that mean to you?
1: Oh. Um, Well, first of all, let me say that my oldest son lives in Houston, Mm -hmm. and uh, he's married. They have twins, and the first time I went to visit him, it was on Juneteenth. I mean, it was during that weekend, and they took me out to the celebration and everything. I've heard of it, but I never saw it celebrated like in Houston, Texas. Uh, And so I had to do some research, and you know, just like everything else, this is our Uh, our own Emancipation Proclamation. And I think, I felt that maybe because uh, Lincoln, he signed the Emancipation Proclamation, then he was killed, and that threw everything into turmoil. So maybe that's why the Texans and anyone else who thought they could get away with it kept up this slavery stuff. And that's why we still have all these problems today, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for sharing, Miss Daryl. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about uh, today or just generally? Okay. I
1: think it's wonderful. It's a wonderful day.
0: Thanks so much for being on the show.
1: Uh, uh, and thank you. Thank, as they say, thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> that was Miss Daryl Young Gibson. It was a pleasure speaking with her. And to end this first segment, we're going to listen to another beautiful spiritual tune called Lift Every Voice and Sing. I hope you enjoy this choral version, and we'll be right back on Hello Sonoma 91.7. Lift
3: every voice and sing Joy, sing, rise high as the listening skies. The resound resound out at the rolling sea. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the the present has brought us facing the rising sun of our new day begun. March on till victory is won. Stony the road we try to chase the rock. In the days when hope unborn has died, yet with a steady beat, have not our weary feet come to the place where our fathers died? have been watered, we have come, shredding our path through the blood of the slaughter, out from the gloomy past, till now we stand at last, where the white, white gleam of
0: Hello, Sonoma, on KSVY 91.7. Again, we have been doing an exploration of Juneteenth. Uh, This episode is brought to you from Chicago, Illinois, on the south side of Chicago, just in front of the DuSable Museum. I had the pleasure of speaking with several wonderful people right there, um, discussing their experience with Juneteenth and experiencing their thoughts on the reopening of the DuSable Museum after a year of being closed due to the pandemic and other things like that. The next person that I spoke to was Miss Alicia Spears, uh, who is, helps run the National Council of African Women. Again, another. I uh, spotted her from, from her outfit, from her shirt, and I thought I would speak to her and she had some wonderful things to say, so uh, please enjoy Okay. <laughs> so my name is Francisco, as I mentioned, and could you just say your name?
2: My name is Alicia Spears from Chicago, Illinois.
0: Amazing. And your name?
1: Cynthia Janet Smith-Savage.
0: So uh, we're here on the, on the patio of the DeSable Museum, and I spotted you both because you're wearing a National Council of African Women shirt, which just seems amazing. And, Miss Cynthia, it sounds like you started the organization. Is that true? Yeah, or the, I was the
1: there when it started over in South Africa, and then they brought it here to
4: the to United States. But I was there when it started it, in '93.
2: So she was here there when they started our the American chapter, right, because the organization actually started in 1937.
0: So could you tell me a little bit about the uh, American chapter and what you've done since or what you've been doing since then?
2: Okay, so since we have uh, formed, we've taken under the same mission, which is basically uh, working in terms of the educational part to develop leaders, um, to meet the needs of the people, the basic needs of food, clothing, and then to do future planning as to how we develop leaders and how we develop our organization, our people, the people we service. And so um, on in Chicago, we've done that through after-school programs, Um, We've had uh, programs working with other organizations, so we do a lot of partnerships in working with youth, giving them um, uh, the history of their legacy and helping them to understand their future, the possibilities are endless. Um, We have a, a, a quote that says, when ends meet, the possibilities are endless. And so those ends are international, you know, South Africa and Chicago, Those ends are uh, youth working with their elders. Um, Those ends are families coming together in communities. So it's those various ways that we have worked to make sure people have a good foundation to move forward and be encouraged
0: because we are not without hope. That's beautiful. (laughs) So could you tell me about why you're here today?
2: So we're here today to celebrate Juneteenth. And of course, um, the um, federal uh, legislation has been signed to um, acknowledge Juneteenth as a holiday uh, or celebratory day notable, uh, noting black, black people's freedom. Uh, from slavery, and so we as an organization were here to just join in with other people from Chicago and throughout the state to celebrate that legislation being passed.
0: Is this the first time you celebrate Juneteenth?
2: Oh, no, no. We've had our organization, we have celebrations. Uh, we have um, um, celebrations throughout, like we had a community celebration last Saturday. And it was just the organization, people coming together to um, um, celebrate Juneteenth. So, no, this is, we've been doing this for many years, many years. But I didn't know about it as a child, so it was in my adult years that I did find out about
0: it. Does it What does it mean to you to be celebrating it today when it's a federal holiday? Is that?
2: Well, let me see what it really means, okay because I am really into um, people, individuals understanding their rights and individuals taking on their responsibility so that when government finally acknowledges something, well, you know, all right, it's, it's fine with me but it as a person as a people we have a responsibility whether government acknowledges us or not and so it's on it's uh, well you know some people they really um um they need government recognition to validate themselves so to speak and i'm not sure what it is but um you know but i understand that i'm not mad so i can't join in a celebration but for me personally You know, it's just a great another. I don't want to say just another. No, because it's always great to celebrate, to remember. And then it's encouragement, you know, to move on. So just like January 1st, we make, you know, uh, New Year's resolutions or we make uh, recommitments. And so this is also a time for us to do that. And so for me, that is what this day does anyway. But huh. I'm glad that the world is catching on. <laughs>
0: the world takes, sometimes the world takes a little while to catch yes, on. right? Yes, 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 wow. Well, thank yes. you so much for being on the show and telling us about your organization and a little bit about today. And
2: thank you. Thank you for asking. And um, I enjoyed it. So I appreciate you. Thank you.
0: Now, there was one more member of the National Council of African Women who I uh, interviewed, Miss Betty Davis. Uh, but something happened with my technology, so it didn't come through. Fortunately... I found an alternative so just as background betty davis was a teacher with a business background she had a, a background in business and she was a teacher and she had some students who kept listening to rap she had some students who came in listening to rap and she said what is that what are you what are you all listening to and the students said well we challenge you to write to write a rap before the end of the period we'll finish our assignment and you write a rap so she wrote this rap and she recited it for me from memory immediately um and it was incredible I don't remember how. It, oh, it was. It was talking about how, how the rhymes of the rappers that they were listening to were were whack. Um, it was. It was really great. And she said that since then she totally shifted from this kind of business background into the world of poetry, which I think is an amazing change. Um, Kind of a fun twist, and now she's a poet. She wrote a book called *Growing Pains* by Betty Davis. You can find it on Amazon. And I thought, in lieu of our interview, which I really wish I still had, I would put uh, play one of her poems. Which this one is called *Turning Negative on Its Head*, which I think is fantastic. So let me know what you think of this, Miss Betty Davis.
4: Turning negative on its head. Negative-thinking people have excuses for everything they say and do. It's always someone else's fault that they bring bad news and vibes to you. Whenever you see this person, they never have anything nice to say. They think the world is out to get them and nothing seems to go their way. It's so tiring to listen to them cry the same old dried-up sad song. Nothing but bad luck follows them, and everything always goes wrong. They wake up in the morning, afraid to get up out of bed, having tossed around all night from worries filling their head. There is a way to change this gloom and darkness into a more positive light. But first, you must begin your day with gratitude. For wanting a fresh insight. Just for seeking a better way. You'll be surprised by what you find. Believing the answer will come to you. Will cause expansion of your mind. As time passes. You will find your new positive point of view will grow. If you feed it with what you hope to become. Unexpected help will overflow. Creative visions of things to be will bring about emotions of hope and happiness. You'll begin working towards those goals, no longer plagued by troubles or stress. Learn to trust your intuition and let it guide you along the way. It will grow stronger as you use it More and more each day. There is much abundance and the world here for you to enjoy. Enough for every single one of us, man, woman, girl, and boy. Once you go along this path, you will never want to turn back. For you will have learned the secret to stay on the positive track. There is a lesson in every experience that is brought into your life. Accept the bad along with the good, and don't bow down to strife. You can handle whatever comes. You don't have to know why it was sent. Because all things are brief and fleeting. Don't forget to enjoy every single moment. If you feel overwhelmed by things in your life, slow down, reflect and meditate. Solutions will come with peace and joy if you just learn to wait. You become what you think about most of the time, so think only of good things. A thought has power causing a chain reaction. What you manifest is what it brings. Like seeds that are planted, poison or wheat, Good or bad, both will grow. Your mind is like fertile ground, and what you reap comes from what you sow. So turn negativity on its head. Do not allow it to lead or guide you. Choose to be more positive instead, and there will be nothing you cannot do.
0: Isn't that positive energy contagious? Just such a beautiful poem, and such a beautiful way to to have to spend your Tuesday afternoon listening to some to some encouraging words from Miss Betty Davis. So this concludes the segment based on Juneteenth on the on the front of the DuSable Museum. But I thought we would continue listening to a few more tunes. Um, the next one is going to be uh, "Summertime" by Oscar Peterson followed right after by come dance with me also by oscar peterson it's an oscar peterson kind of day um i hope you enjoyed this this part of the show this chicago on the move version of hello sonoma um let me know what you think either you're on uh, twitter at hello sonoma or uh yeah that's that's probably the best way to reach me So I hope you enjoy. Thanks always for listening. The next segment is going to be just a a lot of great music that I really enjoy. Lots of jazz, R&B, including featuring one of my favorite new up-and-coming artists, Family Junket. So you'll have to check them out. They're kind of underground right now, but they're going to be big. So enjoy, and we'll be right back on Hello, Sonoma, KSVY 91.7. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. I know that I said we'd be playing a couple more tunes, but I think we're just going to play one tune, if you believe it. It's called Train by Chris Potter. Why would I play one tune that's 15 minutes long? And I'll tell you exactly why, because just by chance, I happen to be riding the train. I took my first uh, 10-hour overnight Amtrak train from Chicago to Memphis, and so I thought, what better way to celebrate that that travel than, than a tune called Train by Chris Potter, which just happens to be one of my favorite jazz tunes of all time, so... I hope you enjoy, and with that, we'll end this episode, episode 10 of Hello, Sonoma, on KSVY 91.7. Thank you so much for listening, and remember, it's not goodbye, it's Hello, Sonoma.